Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of Shades of Us, the review. I am Ramat. Earlier this year, we were in a frenzy because a Marvel Universe movie starring an almost entirely black cast and set in a fictional African country was finally coming to the cinemas and we were super glad to have the opportunity to see people like us on a big budget movie like the Marvel movies. I particularly was excited and usually I never got to see a movie on the opening weekend. But for this movie, I had to break that rule and see it in the opening weekend. So today, months after the movie debuted to global acclaim, we are reviewing Black Panther. Tell me something. What do you know about Wakanda? It's a third world country. Textiles, shepherds, cool outfits, all the front. Explorers have searched for it. Called it El Dorado. They looked for it in South America. But it was in Africa the whole time. I'm the only one who's seen it. And made it out alive. So let's start with some facts about the film. Black Panther is a 2018 American superhero film based on the Marvel comics of the same name. Yo, it was directed by Ryan Coogler, who is Bay. He's all kinds of Bay, right? It was produced by Kevin Feige. It was written by Ryan Coogler and Joe Robert Cole. It was based on Black Panther by Stan Lee, who is Bay, and Jack Kirby. And he starred Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, who is Black Panther, Michael B. Jordan, as Eric Killmonger, my bae, my bae, he's so bae, <laughs> Lupita Nyong'o, the best, she starred as Nakia, Danai Gurira as Okoye, I love me some Danai Gurira, she is just fantastic, uh, we had Martin Freeman as Everett K. Ross, um, Daniel Kaluuya as Wakabi, my bae, Letitia Wright as Shuri, my newest bae, <laughs> And we had Winston Duke, the tall hunk of a man who starred as Mbaku. We also had Stellin K. Brown as Njobo, Angela Bassett, the queen, as Ramonda, Forrest Whitaker, the king, as Zuri, and the circus, oh my god, as um, Ulysses Claw. He, oh my goodness, he stood out so well in this film, but you know, I'm just gonna let that slide for now. Uh, we had Florence Kasumba as Ayo and John Carney as Tichaka. So it started a whole lot of other people, but this were the, these are the ones I can talk about right now. The music was by Ludwig Göransson. Oh, I doff my heart to you, Ludwig. Um, the cinematography was done by Rachel Morrison. Again, another fantastic brain that worked on this. Edited by Michael P. Shover and Debbie Berman. I, I need to like kiss the feet of these people, right? And the production company was by Marvel Studios. It was distributed by Walt Disney Studios and Motion Pictures. And it was released on January 29, 2018 at the Dolby Theater. And February 16, 2018 in the United States. And then afterwards, everybody could see it. It ran for 134 minutes. And the budget for the film was 200 between 200 and 210 million dollars and at the box office black panther made a whopping 1.347 billion 
dollars oh my goodness <laughs> okay so black panther is the first movie in the marvel cinematic universe to have its opening weekend uh the domestic box office surpass its production costs in the opening weekend it made 202 million dollars just from thursday friday saturday and sunday and then it got on to make 1.3 billion dollars so um it received critical uh, response rotten tomatoes reported an approval rating of 97 percent based on 408 reviews with an average rating of 8.2 over 10 as of February 18, 2018, it was the best reviewed live action superhero film on the site and it beat films like The Dark Knight, which came out in 2008, and Iron Man, which both peaked at 94%. What? Black Panther be breaking the rules. <laughs> Metacritic assigned a score of 88 out of 100 for Black Panther based on 55 critics and audiences polled by CinemaScore gave the film an average grade of A plus on an A plus to F scale. It was the second superhero movie to receive that grade after Marvel's Avengers. Filmgoers polled by Comscore's post track gave the film a 92% positive score and an 88% definite recommend with a third of the people planning to see the film again and again and again and again <laughs> so black panther was nominated for nine bet awards and it won two one billboard music award eight golden trailer awards where it won four seven mtv movie and tv awards where it also won four 14 saturn awards where it won five and 11 teen choice awards where it won three so Black Panther was just doing really good for itself. So let's talk about some trivia about the film. John Kani and his son, Atanwa Kani, played T'Chaka in his old age and youth, respectively. So T'Chaka, you know T'Chaka, right? And, and the young T'Chaka who was at the beginning of the film is actually John Kani's real son. Oh, it's so nice, you know, the stuff like that. Um, still moving on, on trivia. Um, to prepare for his role, Michael B. Jordan kept to himself a lot because he felt like Killmonger was distant and in conflict with other characters and so he needed to be that and you could tell it from the moment he walked on this on the screen <sighs> I love me some Michael B Jordan um co-stars Lupita Nyong'o and Winston Duke who play Nakia and Umbako were students at the Yale School of Drama at the same time. Now, Lupita was in the class of 2012 and Duke was in the class of 2013. But surprisingly, they watched The Avengers, which was released in 2012, together when it was released. And they were so awestruck that they, they hoped to get a chance to star in a similar film one day. And that came to pass for them. They stood out in their characters. They were fantastic. They brought it on. Nakia was, yes, Umbaku was one of the most memorable characters from the film. It was good. Um, I'm going to move on. The director, Ryan Kugler, compared the Wakanda vibranium mines to the real-life situation of the Congo mines, where the valuable mineral coltan used in manufacturing digital products and is found only in the Congo region, is being mined. Talk about our own Wakanda, y'all. Yes, yes. Um, composer Ludwig Goransen traveled to South Africa and visited the International Library of African Music in Grahamstown to listen to the musical archives. And 
when they were doing the press rounds and all of that, Ryan Kugler talked about this, especially on the Breakfast Club. And he talked about how um, Ludwig was over in South Africa and he was listening to it for a month and he spent time just absorbing the music to know what kind of music to play. And you could tell from the way the soundtrack was put together that this guy did his research. Mm. Anywho... He also traveled to Senegal and to South Africa to record with local musicians to form the base of the music. I love when people take their jobs seriously. Um, according to Hannah Bleacher, there are circular designs featured through Wakanda. If you look at it, the sun, rings, all of that, there's a lot of circular designs which represent completeness and eternity. And it just tells me how, as an African, I am complete. I have eternity. My lineage is forever. Trust me, they just did the right kind of things on this film. Um... No scenes were filmed in Africa, surprisingly. I, I know that brought a lot of anger when they were doing their presses and all of that, but I didn't mind, you know, as long as the good thing was they portrayed Africa in such a good light. I I didn't mind, right? But all Wakanda scenes were filmed in Georgia, and um, the Korean scenes were shot on location in Korea. But for the most part, it was done in Georgia. None of the scenes were shot in Africa. And eventually... Things like that can begin to happen. Um, costume designer Ruth E. Carter cites the clothes of the African tribes like the Maasai, the Himba, the Dogon, the Basoto, the Tuareg, the Turkana, the Sosa. I don't know how to pronounce that Sosa, but I'm going to call it Zosa. Please, y'all forgive me. Um, the Zulu, the Suma, the Dinka, and the likes so the, these were all tribes that were represented and i felt really good to see those tribes shown in their real elements you know how the 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 tattoos the the, the cuts on the body the marks i mean the tribal identifications the rings the, the jewelry the things everything was just well, well done it was so well done but there were a couple of goofs as good as the film was when shuri gives t'challa the new shoes which she called sneakers i loved that scene she mentioned that they absorb sound and allow silent footsteps which t'challa demonstrates but later in the film t'challa runs up a ramp wearing the sneakers and it was accompanied by footsteps what happened to absorbing sound <laughs> uh secondly the beard of um chadu bosman changes in length from time to time in more predominantly if you check at um 7:58 minutes it was long at 806 minutes it was short and then at 811 it was long again so there was just slight goof there um when t'challa was addressing the un a welsh flag can be seen among the other flags in the background as part of the united um, kingdom wales doesn't have a un membership on that in its own right so the flag should not have been displayed at all None of the items in the London Museum African exhibit have any labels indicating items, which is weird because every museum would have that in their exhibit. So there'll be labels for everything that they're exhibiting and that wasn't shown. And another goof I'm going to look at is that Mbaku says that he and his people are vegetarians, yet he claimed that T'Challa was found by one of their fishermen. 
you know so that was a goof and the final goof there were so many goofs there were so many trivia about this one but i just had to pick a couple because if we decide to pick all of them trust me we'll probably do this podcast for 24 hours so um the final goof i'm going to be looking at is that killmonger says just bury me in the ocean with my ancestors who jumped from ship because they knew death was better than bondage and all of us were quoting that like oh my goodness that was epic yo this and that but because his ancestors were likely never taken because of how wakanda was advanced and hidden from the world his ancestors probably were never taken but you can understand it because he was african-american for all his all his knowledge was african-american and he had bought into the struggle of of you know his ancestors having been taken and sold in slave trade and brought to the americas and and europe and the likes and and so he connected to those answers and i can let that slide because yes his african-american self would have um been the one talking yeah so what is the storyline of black panther well this is what it is after the events of captain america's civil war prince t'challa returns home to to the reclusive technologically advanced african nation of wakanda to serve as his country's new king however t'challa soon finds that he is challenged for the throne from factions within his own country when two foes conspire to destroy wakanda the hero known as black panther must team up with cia agent everett k and members of the dora milaje wakanda special forces to fight wakanda from being dragged into a world war that is the storyline now to my favorite things first the cast was fantastic i have to give it up for how how much melanin was in this i am so glad that of all the black people there weren't a lot of light-skinned black people and that can be understood because the africans are naturally dark-skinned and if wakanda was hidden it meant that there wasn't a lot of room for intermarriage with other races and so there wouldn't have been a mixing of the race so i love that everyone was i mean dark skin dark skin the lightest dark the lighter person there had to be angela bassett and she's dark-skinned and i was like yes all this melanin popping it was good it was well refined the cast was just fantastic okoye that's dania um i, I keep calling her dania instead of danai um you know shuri lupita umbaku everybody t'challa um that's chadu bozman michael b jordan michael b jordan was light-skinned though yeah he's some light-skinned dude but you know it was and, and again it still explains because he his father probably makes married someone lighter skinned and he was you know the difference in it all and i i would say they did well I loved all of the melanin that was popping. The cast was fantastic. They, they brought in the role well. Um, it was good. The cinematography, oh my goodness. Right at the beginning where um, the Black Panther King was t- telling the story about how Wakanda came to be. I loved all of those graphics. I loved, it was, ah, the, the the image was so clean i loved the use and dependence on, on those african colors of green black and red and how each tribe represented it so well and then it looked so good on screen i loved the cinematography was good it was good it was good 
okay i'm gonna move on the costume i mean the representation of Africa was fantastic. The looks, every single time um, Lupita was was shown, she wore green, right? Until the end where she was giving a Dora Milaje costume. I was like, no, I ain't, ain't going to wear it. I ain't going to be disloyal to my tribe. But it, in the end, it kind of showed that we could all mix our cultures and all of that when the, a need arises. And that was fantastically done. I love the costume so well. So, so well. Shuri was, you know, you could imagine her as a teenager and she did well. Umbaku. Oh my God, the pieces. All of it was just fantastic. Um, Now to my favorite scenes. First, it has to be the fact that one of the scenes was set in Sambisa Forest. Carry yourselves home now. And take the boy. Get him to his people. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I am Nigerian and so I I I worry so much about what's happening with the Boko Haram issue, with girls who have been kidnapped, with the fact that our security problems are horrible and, and so you kind of just wish that you have a black panther or you have a Nakia to help you find those girls or to help you end the insurgency that's in the country and i i really absolutely loved um that scene i i felt yes it was bad for nigeria because they picked a problem but yes it was good because you kind of just hope and wish that there's somebody who is able to help you out of that problem uh, my next favorite scene has to be um umbaku's grand entrance we have watched and listen from the mountains. We have watched with disgust as your technological advancements have been overseen by a child <laughs> who scoffs at tradition. And now you want to hand the nation over to this prince who could not keep his own father safe. We will not have it. I said we will not have it, oh. I, Mbaku, leader of the Jabari Wizards. I accept your challenge, Mbaku. Oh my goodness. I think that, that part where everybody was doing their own version of it was so good. There's this young boy who did it. I, I watched that thing over 20 30 times because i loved it so much i think it was well done umbaku is one of the most memorable characters from the film you will never believe that you know that's one thing they say in film school that whenever you want to put your your whenever you want to act give it your best even if you are what we call a wakapas role give it your best so that you are memorable and that's what happened with umbaku my third favorite scene has to be Okoye's response to the guns and the bullets that were flying at her at the Korean scene. Guns. So primitive. Oh my goodness, she was like, so primitive. I mean, this is a woman with a spare saying that those who were guns were primitive. I loved that scene. I love it so much. I was like, oh my God, this is the kind of power I am talking about. Yes, she did well. And usually I give only three favorite scenes, but this time I have to give four because I love another scene so well. That was the scene with um, Umbaku 
and the FBI agent. I make the pronouncements here, girl. Look, uh, your highness, the new king is a US, <gasps> uh, the new king. <laughs> <laughs> You cannot talk! One more word, and I will feed you to my children. I'm kidding, we are vegetarians. <laughs> oh my god, you know, Umbaku was fantastic. And I just absolutely loved what Freeman did, brought to the film, it was fantastic. And um, <clears throat> now to my least favorite part of the film. I didn't like T'Challa and Killmonger's fight right before Killmonger was defeated. It was just here and there. I, I didn't really feel the fight. Like, um, it was, I don't know. I didn't like it. But to wrap up, um, while there have been superhero movies with black characters like Meteor Man and Blade, none of them have been set in Africa and none of them especially had a storyline that put Africa as a very advanced nation, a, which is a direct opposition of what has been the normal narrative of the continent. And what Black Panther did was to ensure that a new narrative was shown of the continent away from wars, disease, poverty, archaic laws and whatnot. This has opened Africa to the world in terms of our image and capabilities. And I must thank Ryan Coogler. I must thank Stan Lee for having written it in 1966. I must thank Wesley Snipes, who I didn't mention in this. And um, Wesley Snipes pushed for a Black Panther film right at 1993, 94, 95, around that time. He was pushing for a Black Panther movie and he wanted to, to produce and star in it, but that didn't happen and when he saw that it wasn't going to happen he was cool with having somebody he in fact he said he gave a thousand percent to ryan kugler's interpretation of black panther so i am especially thankful to marvel for because marvel shows a, a well-balanced or seemingly balanced story we have people from all over as, as lead characters but as usual they have been predominantly white so the introduction of T'Challa in Civil War was good for me and then the fact that you had a community a, 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 a country that was entirely black with dark-skinned black people and then they were so technologically advanced that you know other countries i mean at the end of black panther where they said where, what can you a country of goat herders and farmers offer to the world and i love to challenge my like dude y'all don't even know shit and so i kind of just really like the entire film and i've watched the movie maybe three four times right now and each time i am appreciative of the african culture that was depicted in the way that wasn't off-putting because you know a lot of these films would like to put african culture in an off-putting but the class the grace everything that was shown you could tell that this is this is just fantastic and i loved how it was put together and it just reminded me that our cultures matter representation matters our heritage matters our essence matters so as with everything that's happening even with our music scene nigerian music scene is going crazy right now our art scene our fashion scene the world is beginning to look at africa i think that we are adapting at the place where we are poised to change the narrative and black panther helped in a way i hope our leaders can pick this up and be more productive so that we are able to get there as soon as possible so overall i will rate black panther an eight over ten 
but that's my opinion what do you think about black panther do you like the film what are your favorite parts of the film what are your least favorite part of the film um i'd love you to share your views in the comment section and remember that you can select the movie for next week and we'll definitely review it for you that's about it on the show. Listen to the end of the podcast to find out ways to contact us. And don't forget to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday at 1 p.m. for new episodes of the podcast. It's hugs and kisses from Mamat. Bye. That's a wrap on today's podcast. Like us on Facebook and LinkedIn at Shades of Us, or you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shades of Us Media. Tell us any song, album, movie, or series you think will make for a great review by sending an email to shadesofusafrica at gmail.com or a WhatsApp message to plus 234-905-912-7552. Thanks for listening. Bye.